Welcome to Sacred Intersections Podcast, where we navigate the twisty roads of harmful theology, mental health, and religious abuse. I'm Jill. I'm an ordained pastor in the Presbyterian Church USA. And normally you would hear our fabulous co-host Paula share that she is a licensed professional counselor and a counseling professor. However, this week, roadies, I am excited to share with you just solo this week a little bit of a mini episode. One of the things that is really exciting is that we at Sacred Intersections are doing a lot of figuring out who we are and our thoughts and our hopes and our dreams about what we want our Sacred Intersections podcast to be. Many of you know that Sacred Intersections started as a podcast late last year. It's something that Paula and I were dreaming about pretty regularly, and our first episodes didn't come out until November. So we're still working out the kinks of figuring out how we go about putting out this podcast and having these meaningful conversations while we also take care of things like our relationships and our families and our other full-time jobs. So we're grateful for the company that you have given us in the process of figuring this out, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what your hopes and dreams are, what you'd love to hear on Sacred Intersections podcast, whether it's a particular topic or questions you might have or anything else. You can interact with us in lots of ways through our website at sacredintersectionspodcast.com. You can also interact with us on social media, Sacred Intersections Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we are at Sacred Pod. One of our greatest hopes and dreams in beginning the idea of Sacred Intersections podcast is that we would have these meaningful conversations and be able to share with you all thoughts about where we see these sacred intersections happening, the intersections of religion and spirituality with that of mental health. When I think about sacred intersections, for me, one in particular sacred intersection that means a whole lot to me is the idea of self-care. It's really important to practice self-care and 11, almost 12 months into a global pandemic when the uncertainty of our days seems like the top headline of pretty much everything we do, self-care is really important. In religion and spirituality, there are some religions that embrace the idea of self-care in the practice of Sabbath. That practice comes, or the idea of Sabbath comes from a variety of places, one of which is in the creation story that we find in the book of Genesis. That book of Genesis is part of the Hebrew Bible. It's part of the Old Testament Bible that is um, ascribed to as a spiritual sacred text by many Christians. Uh, It's part of all of the Abrahamic faiths, which includes Islam. In Genesis, on the seventh day... God created the world. After God created the world, God rested. And that practice of Sabbath was uh, offered to humanity as a way, a means of self-care, a means of resting. And there are lots of really beautiful ways to engage in self-care. There's a lot of really fabulous metaphors about self-care too. One of the ones that was always shared with me as I was going through college and graduate school, and I may have even shared this on the podcast before, is that the idea of self-care is a little bit like the 
the speech that you get from flight attendants when you're flying, where they talk about how when the oxygen masks are to fall down from the ceiling, should there be a loss of cabin pressure, it's very important that you put on your own oxygen mask first before trying to help other people, because you can't help others if you run out of oxygen and lose consciousness and things like that. So this idea of taking good care of ourselves because it empowers us to take care of others is really foundational in a lot of ways. And self-care is going to look different to all kinds of people. We've talked before on the podcast about things like love languages and how we see and feel and experience and communicate love. There's also really interesting tools that I find fascinating, like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs assessment or strengths finders, which are all different ways to learn a little bit about ourselves and what our needs are and how we interact in relationships. So one of the things that you can know about me is that I love the Enneagram and I am an Enneagram 2, which is a helper. I love to take care of people. I want to do things for other people. My love language in the way that I communicate love to others is that I really love to find special things for people, to to buy them presents or send them things in the mail and put thought behind that. Sometimes I get a little soapboxy about the fact that that's seen as a shallow love language because it's materialistic. It's really not. It's an expression of care, or at least that's the way that I see it. But when we know a little bit about ourselves and who we are and what we do, we can learn a little bit about one of the ways that we can take care of ourselves. And that's in this practice of Sabbath, of giving ourselves time and space to rest, finding the thing that brings us joy. There were a lot of trends recently, or maybe not so recently, time sometimes is a little incongruous to me. But I remember there being a practice about finding things that spark joy. You know, when you're cleaning out your house and doing things, I believe that's the Marie Kondo method. You're supposed to look at an item and decide if it sparks joy within you to determine whether or not you're going to keep it. And I wonder what would happen if we looked at our time in the same way. What can we do with ourselves and our time in a way that's going to spark joy? What are the ways in which we can use our Sabbath time and our Sabbath rest to really reinvigorate ourselves and our lives? And I imagine that's really hard. For me, I work from home now. I used to have an office in the church where I went regularly. I got used to leaving the house. I'm used to making pastoral care visits and checking in on my parishioners, going to the hospital, engaging in community meetings and all sorts of things. And most of those things are now confined to my dining room table, which is actually where I'm sitting right now. I don't leave the house as often. When I do, I'm always wearing a mask and practicing social distance and physical distance and doing everything I can to keep my community safe. But working from home means that Sabbath gets a little bit harder because my dining room table always has my laptop and my little USB microphone and my stack of to-do lists and books and things like that. It's harder to leave my office at work and all of the work that I have in that space and come home and find some true Sabbath rest. So I set up boundaries for myself and I have rooms in my house where there are work screens like my dining room and I have rooms in my house where there are fun screens where I can watch television or play a game or something like that. 
I also happen to have a room in my house that's a no screen room where um, my partner and I build puzzles or we share in conversations, we listen to music or things like that. And that's one of the ways I love to spend my Sabbath rest days are away from screens without looking at things because it's so easy to just fall into work mode and just check my work email one or two times or just... Uh, you know, finish up this one thing, because if I do it now, I won't have to do it later. Practicing Sabbath isn't something that we can do by accident. It takes intention. Just like practicing self-care, we have to be mindful of the ways in which we can care for ourselves, because caring for ourselves gives us the opportunity to rest and to fill up our tanks so that we can then go about caring for others and engaging in relationships and going and being about the work which God has called us to do. So I just wanted to share those thoughts with you and those ideas with you. I hope that you have the opportunity in the near future to find some Sabbath rest or the opportunity to do some self-care practices. If you have a particular self-care practice or something that you do when you're engaging in Sabbath, we would love to hear about it. You can engage with us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You can send us an email, sacredintersectionspodcast at gmail.com. There's lots of ways, and we would love to hear from you, and we might even get to the opportunity of sharing some of those practices through our social media pages. But my hope is that you have that opportunity. It doesn't always have to be on a Sunday, and sometimes it might be that you can't take a whole entire day, but if you carve out chunks for yourself, that's a really great way to take good care of yourself and to practice Sabbath. Hope that you have the opportunity to consider the ways in which self-care and Sabbath rest are a sacred intersection. I wish you love. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be on this journey with you. We have said it before and we'll say it again many times. We really like you. Glad that you're here. Wishing you all the best on all of your sacred intersections and all of your journeys throughout this coming week.